Autumn 2017, in the wake of the Brexit referendum, with equal amounts of sadness and curiosity, I set off for Brexit country, the Fens, Lincolnshire, a landscape which will be the first to be submerged when the floods come. I'd planned to meet Tim en route, Tim who I'd known since I was 14, We had the idea of finding a cottage somewhere on the East Coast where we'd write a folk song or two, maybe perform it for the locals at an open mic night in a Weatherspoons. Folk singers, they put a finger in one ear, but they expect you to listen. So I drove east along the M4, stopping at Uffington to climb the hill of the White Horse. The light was golden and bronze, the view rolled on forever, the landscape Wiltshire chalk. The horse can be seen for miles, its eye is the size of a tractor wheel, prime real estate in the late Bronze Age. And then on to Milton Keynes. Aylesbury, Leighton Buzzard. Service stations and huge distribution centres, distribution centres that play with perspective, some disappear into a haze of distance. The John Lewis distribution centre, somewhere on the route, is a vast glacial tomb in which is embalmed the soul of old England. A proper job, prosperity, lampshades, lava lamps, espresso cups, snow globes. England, oh England, Angerland, where are you now? I met Tim in Cambridge for a furious pub crawl, the Eagle, the Pickerel, the Champion of the Thames, an eight-pint night. We met Simon, a cycling journalist, although by that time I'd lost the ability to speak. Tim and Simon are smokers, so we sat in a tiny triangular beer garden, a vertical Toblerone, while they smoked and talked about sport. The next morning, we set off for Ely, Tim subjecting me to Radio 2 and the weird cult of Popmaster. It's a quiz about Pop. Who was the lead singer of Crispy Ambulance? Why is Bono close to the edge? We walked through the quaint streets of Ely, nothing but white faces, but there was one red face, mine, when, in the Oliver Cromwell Birthplace Museum, Tim had an unseemly interaction with a sleepy animatronic of Oliver Cromwell's mother. And then we went to the cathedral. Set the controls for the heart of the Fens. Grey Heron, Goose, Fol-de-Rol-de-Rol, Wiccan Fen.
hide, climbed a tower hide, ladder to a tower hide, hide in the tower hide, which we did, we hid, we hid and hoped we'd see swallow, a martin, widgeon, marsh harrier, or even a murmuration, and looked out onto the silent, still, soggy world of the fen, not a peep, just one grey heron, and a goose, hey grey heron I called, what has happened to we old England? Saddened by the dearth of wildlife, we will instead explore the diversity of Tim's guitar pedal cupboard. Tim provides the guitar for this podcast, riffing on Vaughan Williams's In the Fen Country. So somewhere here is an Electro Harmonics Lester G Deluxe Rotary Speaker Pedal. And if you know your stuff, you'll recognize a TC Electronic Hall of Fame Reverb Pedal. Or maybe a Universal Audio Dream 65 or a Maestro Fuzztone FZM. In a world depleted of widgeons, we can have more Wawa. If you don't hear a falcon, concentrate on the fuzz. Fen, Old English for mud, mire, dirt or marsh. Maybe we should have had binoculars or not had raging eye-splintering hangovers. We should have worn hard hats last night which we did at Grimes' graves. At Grimes' graves we donned hard hats and descended into the Neolithic flint mines. That's when our trouble began. Not ours specifically. The world, the Neolithic period, farming, domestication. This is our land. During the last ice age, these islands were connected to the European continent. The ice bridge disappeared around 8,500 years ago. The Neolithic period began around 7,000 years ago. So, there you have it. We got cut off. We begin parceling up land. We become settlers. We began thinking, this is our land. You're over there. We're here. Get off my land. This is our flint. Fuck off. Get down there and cut some flint. You're a flint worker. That's what you do. Fuck off and cut some flint. You fucking flint worker. You flinting fuck worker. fine until the Celts arrived. Let's blame the Celts coming over here and giving us the technology to work metals. And so the flint quarries became graves. They grew crops, bred rabbits. 
What the fuck is a bread rabbit? Is that why the female is called a doe? Just this summer, I went to the Stonehenge exhibition at the British Museum. It was beautiful, but its agenda was simple. Even at the time of Stonehenge, there was a clear cultural continuity across Europe. We took off our hard hats and went to the gift shop. I bought a book. A quick waltz around the weird town of Walsingham. Then we drove as fast as the lanes would let us to Holt and Dragonfly Cottage. White floor, white linen, ah yes, rural minimalist. Next morning, up early, clay on sea. A cortado in the Artemis Cafe. Although we were looking for Brexit country. Builder's tea and three slices of fried bread. Now, if I could insert graphs here, I'd have one to show you a correlation between Brexit and poverty. Or Brexit, poverty and antidepressant use. The Tories create inequality, then look for scapegoats. They used to blame foreigners, then the unions, then foreigners again, then the EU, then migrants. Putin, and maybe very soon, each other. Poverty and inequality cause misery, hence antidepressant use. But rarely will the UK turn and look and realise it's the Tories doing all the damage. Then down to the shingled sea, geese, kestrels and pipers. A wide strip of marsh land betwixt land and sea. We walked the flood defences and stared into the infinite distance. Norfolk is flat, let me remind you of that. A flatness that cannot be comprehended. Flat with windmills and shingle. Flat with flood defences. Flat with second homes. We drove to Hunstanton. Tim wanted to see the wreck of a ship on the beach. There it is. Let's go back to Dragonfly Cottage via the pub, some horrible food and a drunken game of pool. didn't find the finger-in-the-ear folk singers. We didn't find Brexit country and we knew, to some extent, we were looking in the wrong place. Many who voted Brexit did so because they've been left behind, left behind in shitty places we really didn't want to visit. They'd be too scary, so we bottled it and instead skirted around. But old England, Angerland, Anglo-Saxon land is living, breathing and well, sinking. The North folk of Norfolk and the South folk of Suffolk have a battle on their hands. These weird isles are shrinking. The fens will be underwater in a few fat, drought-dry decades. Out there, beyond the fens, somewhere in the North Sea, is Doggerland, now gone. Mesolithic people lived and died there. Doggerland is underwater, and one day soon, so will the fens. 
but everyone carries on as normal, getting on planes, stuffing their faces with cheap beef, consuming like there's no tomorrow, which there probably isn't. So who can blame them? And if England isn't underwater in the next few hundred years, then it will be separated by another means. Independence. Brexit has fueled the cause of independence for Scotland and Northern Ireland, which bizarrely has benefited from the botch that was the protocol. The people of Northern Ireland may decide they'd be better off as part of an Irish nation and back in the EU. Calls for independence in Wales are growing, and in summer 2022, as drought was declared across many parts of the country, many would have thought an independent Wales could nationalise its water and be the Saudi Arabia of the future. Except not as hot, or sandy, or as murderous. So, the United Kingdom, England, Angerland, shrinks. In a thousand years it will be an archipelago, a scattering of islands of no importance. The Brexit Isles. The weird Brexit Isles. Brexit on sea. <laughs>